You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 30th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross from Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You of course follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about Jonathan Isaac a little bit and just kind of the the joy of watching him play again uh, as as the Orlando Magic's replays of their best games of the season has hit their last game of Jonathan that we'll see Jonathan Isaac in. So uh, the next time we see Jonathan Isaac on a basketball court, unless we pull him up on YouTube or do a rewatchables or something like that, um, will not be until uh, games restart or until he's back on the floor in full. So we'll talk a little bit about about impressions about his season uh, coming up here in just a bit. And we'll kind of rehash something that we discussed with Dante Marcatelli on last week's episodes of Locked on Magic uh, about Steve Clifford and, and kind of where what he's done for this team uh, over the last two seasons. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked on and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert that knows their team best. No matter which team you want the lowdown on, there's a podcast for you, whether it's in the NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, or College 2. Even though most sports are on hiatus right now. now I saw you Florida Derby this weekend. You still ran your race. Um, even though pretty much every major sport is on hiatus now, we are still coming at you with with a daily podcast, mostly daily podcasts. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I might be a little sporadic here for a little while just uh, because my work schedule's gotten a little weird. Um but we are we but most of us are still doing daily podcasts for the time being until the seasons return. So no matter which team you're interested in, there's still information and still still people talking about your teams uh, while sports is on hold. Download these podcasts wherever you find podcasts today. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. As I said back a few weeks ago, when when the game stopped and 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 you know the, our, our 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 regional sports networks tried to fill some time, watching these old games does give us a little bit of comfort. Um, you know, I I have enjoyed you know watching games, not having to worry about every little thing or, or write it up at the end. If I, if a thought pops in my head, I've I've been willing to write it up just like I'm doing here. Um, but it, it's it's nice just to kind of watch a game. In leisure, you know, you know, you know the beats that are coming. You know, you know a lot of what's going to happen. You you catch maybe catch up little catch up on little things. And if you really want to do a deep dive, you can do a deep dive. But these early games, and obviously now we're, we've kind of hit the point where it won't be the case. But these early games have allowed us to relive probably the most special thing about this season so far. Not just, you know, every milestone for Markel Fultz, and obviously the Magic Lakers game is still up ahead. It's not just every milestone for Markel Fultz. It's reliving the kind of joy and magic that was Jonathan Isaac's first half of the season until January 1st. It was seeing the impact that this kid could have and the potential that lies ahead for the team's future. Pretty much for the last four months now, when we've talked about Jonathan Isaac, it has been in the abstract. It's been about 
when he gets back, if this happens, if X, you know, X, and, and of course with any young player, there's always going to be those variables, the, the, that little bit of uncertainty about, about how a player develops or, or what he needs to do or what he needs to work on to be the player that the team needs. It's always that little bit of uncertainty. So, we're, you know, it's, it's, we're not going to go, go crazy over every little thing. We, you know, we don't know what Isaac's going to ultimately be. But you can get so wrapped up, I feel like, in that uncertainty, in that unknown, because you don't have him in front of you. In fact, I almost feel like you either forget certain aspects of Isaac's game and where he was at in his development or, or, or where he was trending, or you lionize it. You kind of make it, you know, blow it up to bigger than it was, and obviously the truth is somewhere in the middle. The fact of the matter is injuries happen in this league. Every team's going to go through some injury at some point to major players, to minor players, nagging injuries to, you know, day-to-day stuff. No, it's, it, it's very rare in today's NBA especially that you see someone play the full 82-game schedule. And so, yes, you're going to have to deal with a little bit of adversity. You're going to have to try and figure out how to play without your best player, without a key player. And obviously, the Magic have essentially been doing that since the beginning of the season. And obviously, for roughly two, roughly two and a half months, the Magic had to figure out how to play without Jonathan Isaac. And... Arguably, I, I, don't, I don't even know if arguably, but arguably, the Magic were just playing their best basketball of the season. And of course, Jonathan Isaac was nowhere to be seen. That's not to say that the Magic don't need Isaac. That's not to say that the Magic are better without Isaac. They are certainly not. In fact, this is kind of what the Magic do. This is what Steve Clifford does with his teams. They get better as the season progresses. The Magic were going to improve. And be pl- and be playing their best games at this point of the season. That's how they want to build. That's how they want to play. And so it's e- so obviously the, the magic had to find a way without Isaac. And so you worry in the midst of the season. How do you play? You you don't know when Isaac's going to come back. And in fact, the expectation was he would not be back for the rest of the season. And so, you kind of put the thoughts of how do you play with Isaac on the back burner. Now, obviously, this is an important question and this is an important thing for the Magic in the future. And that is made all the more evident in watching him play again. And going back to these old games. And again, these are the Magic's best games of the season. And watching him play again. You see how when the spark is lit with Jonathan Isaac. How it changes the tenor of the game. How it changes how the team plays. The energy they bring to the game. The energy they bring overall. How it changes everything. And, probably more importantly, you see just where there's still room for him to grow. Why he's still, you know, maybe not the most trusted player on the team yet. Most promising player, sure, but Aaron Gordon is still defending Ben Simmons, still defending, uh, largely defending Giannis, largely defending LeBron. 
Aaron Gordon is, you know, maybe not potentially as good of an individual defender as Jonathan Isaac. He's a lot more disciplined on that end. He knows what he's doing more on that end for the most part. And so while Isaac is certainly capable of making the big highlight real plays, you watch him back and you see the rough edges to his game a little bit. And this is good. I, I, you know, I'm not dragging the guy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, watch those, I watch these games too and I see the good. See how, you know, in a big moment he comes up with a block shot. How, you know, maybe he gets beat on a dribble move or gets beat somewhere defensively and is able to recover, is able to make up the ground. And, and that's what his physical gifts and his athleticism allow him to do. And I would say this without doubt, his individual defense has gotten significantly better. He's already a very good defender. That he has taken his defense to another level. And of course, he'll have to kind of get back to that level and do it again as his career progresses. Isaac had, or is having, I guess it's not past tense yet, a really impressive season. And you can see that again and again and again and again from these plays, from watching him play. Again, yes. Sometimes he will be caught a little bit out of position. Sometimes, you know, his attention to detail isn't completely there. His, his reading of a play, and, and this just comes from experience, his reading of a play isn't 100%. He makes mistakes. Offensively, he will become invisible. Honestly, defensively, there are times where he becomes invisible. Where, you know, he's guarding his man and, and doesn't make that rotation that, that he has to know he has to make. When he does, it's usually devastating, but it, it's, it's not all the time yet. It's getting there, or it was. And of course, as right before he was coming to his injury, he was starting to feel a lot more confident with his shot. You could see him feeling a lot more, more at ease within the offense and with the ball in his hands. So, you know, certainly the injury came at a terrible time for him because he was, you know, not, not in the same way that Mo Bamba was figuring out his rookie year. Isaac was, was starting to figure some stuff out and, and, and the team was starting to really trust him a whole lot more. And it would have been very exciting and interesting to see how the team developed him from here. But... Isaac just brings a lot of joy to the game. When you watch Jonathan Isaac play, you are watching someone who can very clearly make an impact. Someone who does make plays. And and I say this, the Magic's hunt for a star is not necessarily for a guy who's an all-star player. Yeah, that, that comes with the territory. What the Magic are really hunting for is someone who impacts the game, who makes makes impossible plays, who the opponent has to game plan specifically for. They can't just run their regular stuff because that guy is there, whether it's on offense or defense. And Isaac's defense and Isaac's shot blocking and Isaac's steals, his stocks, are getting to that point. Isaac flirted with becoming, and I love trotting this factoid out, Isaac was flirting with becoming the first perimeter player to lead the league in blocks since Andre Karolenko in 2004. Again, it has been 16 years. It's been center-dominated at that spot, and it's a center-dominant dominant statistic. But Isaac was really flirting with some rare company. And it was unfortunate to see that progress stop. 
and watching him play again is a reminder of all the progress that he was making up to that point. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes just need what you need delivered fast. Especially in this time of social distancing, we, we got, we're, we're all trying to do our part and, and, and stay at home as much as we can and limit our contact. And that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I honestly think about it while I'm eating breakfast. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA, that's two N's in there, for $100 a free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. I, I, I think I think at this time, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of taking a step back from everything. We're beginning to assess the, the, the Magic season as a whole um, during this hiatus. You know, we're, we're starting to think about the offseason. We'll, we'll talk NBA draft tomorrow. I've got, I want to pre- profile a couple couple prospects that I think are really interesting uh, that, that should be available in the Magic's range. So we'll talk a little bit about the options the Magic have in the draft coming up on tomorrow's episode. I've got a mailbag episode coming Wednesday, so we'll talk a lot about future issues in that um, in that podcast as well. So we, we got a busy week here on the show. So don't, so don't worry, we got plenty of content at least at least through Wednesday um, to, to get to get us through. But we you know I am starting to think a little bit about kind of long term. Uh, long-term things, you know, big picture items and and, and big picture things, and, and start thinking about the off season. I mean, essentially, with this hiatus, we're we're kind of at the off season. Um, in that, in that, you know, there, there, there's a pause. You know, we see the end of the season coming. You know, the, the, the results for the playoffs. You know, I, I've I've told a million people this who are like, oh, I hope the Magic, you know, getting the seven seed doesn't change their plans. And we're just like, no, it won't. I mean, I I don't think the I don't think the magic no I think the magic no the seven seed is not the goal here at the end of the day, um so you know I think the magic are certainly on top of their summer plans and and you know I hate to say it because I do think results matter and I do think these games are valuable for the magic's future I don't think these games will mean a whole lot I think they've got enough information to make their decisions on what they want to do in the summer and I think that's what they're spending a lot of time on and so one thing that that I feel like we should do. In, in, in peeling back the microscope is to appreciate a little bit how far we've come and appreciate the 
the man really behind where this Magic team is at. Say what you want about this team ceiling and and you know whether they've gotten the most of themselves. And I, I think everyone would agree this season has not gone the way the Magic hoped it would go. It has not been. Uh, it's been an okay season. I don't think it's it's been a bad season by any means. But it is certainly not the year everyone imagined. However, I think I think that a lot that we should still give a lot of credit and a lot of appreciation for the job that Steve Clifford has done. You know, last week I had a podcast with Dante Marcatelli of Fox Sports Florida, and really the thing that I took away, something that that stuck with me, that what he said. Because, you know, he's around the team a lot. You know, he's he's on the team playing, traveling city to city with the, with the team. You know, one thing that he said that, that really stuck with me was how vital he believes Steve Clifford is to what this team has done and what this team has, has accomplished. And again, just making the playoffs, being the seventh seed, being the eighth seed, is a small accomplishment. It is not the ultimate goal. I, 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 I feel like we need to make it perfectly clear that... that this isn't, you know, maybe last year we celebrated it. Right now, we're not. You know, right now it's not something to poo-poo. It's not something to throw away. It's not something to say, oh, the this, this season is, you know, completely lost because we just made the playoffs. I mean, the Magic were stuck and lost in the wilderness for six years. To be in the playoffs for back-to-back years and be disappointed that we're in the playoffs or just in the playoffs in the seed that we are, is a sign of incredible progress. Is a sign that, yes, the culture and the expectations have been raised. The standard for what the team is trying to do is different now. And of course, it starts with Jeff Weltman, but Steve Clifford is the one that's really held this group accountable. Steve Clifford is the one that took a group of players that had never won anything, that had gone through lots of losing, that... Frankly, the entire year last year, I thought this is the point where they fall apart. You know, they made a nice run. Clifford did his best to get the most out of this group, but this is where the other shoe drops. And I, I, that's, that's what I was thinking at several points last year. But Clifford never let that thought invade that locker room. They found a way, and they made their run. They made their push. They made their statement in the final 31 games. Steve Clifford had a belief in this group. He laid down the foundation and they all bought in and delivered. Frankly, the way this season has gone with all the injuries and the inconsistency, it is a credit to the team, the culture, the coach that they are still in the position they're in. Again, we are all disappointed with this season. To be 30 and 35, fighting for scraps as the 8th seed, trying to trying to get the 7th seed, trying to chase down the 7th seed, and almost being the 8th seed by default with how, how much the East has struggled this year. This is the kind of season where the Magic would have fallen apart a whole lot sooner. But instead, the Magic found a way to scratch out wins. They never completely fell out. Yes, they haven't beaten many teams with records better than 500, but they have taken care of their business largely. 
against teams below 500, with some notable exceptions, sure. But their record in those games has been superb. And that's what staked them their cushion, essentially. They've never let their struggles keep them from winning the games that they that they had to and that they're supposed to win. Again, notable exceptions. But far too few to spoil the pot, so to speak. And to me, this is all a credit to Steve Clifford. When Steve Clifford arrived in Orlando, as named the head coach of the team, the goal from him, the goal that, that he was meant to deliver was to lay this foundation. Was to be the guy who established what this Orlando Magic team would be. That was his job. And he said it throughout the entire course of the season. The goal is to be better as the season progresses. To be better in January than you were in December. To be better in February than you were in January. March than February. April than March. And frankly, you know, his team learned a lot of lessons in the playoffs. I mean, if there's one area where finally the message didn't quite sink in, it's just kind of understanding that playoff basketball is different. And so they got back to work. And and maybe, you know, I'll, I'll be the first. I, think, I don't think Clifford is free from blame. I don't think he's free from criticism. I... Tend, I kind of think that in his preparation and in his his guide to kind of see the big picture and what this team needs to be to advance in the playoffs, he, he overthought some things. You know, I think he saw things that didn't work in the playoffs, that did work in the regular season. And he, he tweaked some things in training camp and, and during throughout the course of the season that probably knocked the team a little bit off kilter. Instead of just trying to to, to build off of what they did last year, I do think he tried to change a little too much. And again, injuries didn't help help things. We, we you know again, I, I think it's fair to say that this Magic team has not been healthy at any point this season, or fully healthy at any point this season. And that's a big that's that's not a small thing. That is not insignificant. But still. Even with these struggles, even with you know maybe his rotations being a little bit off, maybe his ideas not being completely the best, or him sticking with a rotation decision a, a beat longer than he should, despite all this, the Magic are still exactly where they want to be. They're still exactly in the spot that they need to be to find a little bit of success. They're still a whole lot farther along than they were two years ago. And that's Steve Clifford. Direct and forceful, clear, open to, open to new ideas when they come around, patient enough to let the data settle and to really make sure things work and don't work. Someone who really has the trust of this team. Yes, Clifford still has a big question to answer for his career. He has been, in his time with the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic, he's been great at building foundations. So the Magic's foundation, you know, yes, I would say, feels fairly strong. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't feel uncertain about what this team's going to be able to do on a night-to-night basis for the most part. 
The question, of course, is, for with him and his career is how does he get this team to the next level? How does he get this team to the second round? That has been the biggest struggle of his career to date, of his coaching career to date. And that's a question that we'll have to ask again during the offseason with the roster that Jeff Weltman builds and then how Clifford deploys that team. But this, this team, where this team is at, that the feeling that you are having of disappointment over just making the playoffs after missing it for six straight years, that's because Steve Clifford built a great foundation. He has been at the heart of this rebuild and getting this team to a point like this that, honestly, it, it, it feels good to be talking and having this discussion and the discussions that we have on here. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, I would be remiss if I did not tell you we are still doing hashtag Magic Madness. We're heading to the second round of Magic Madness, so you be sure to vote on that on Twitter at OmagicDaily. I'll be posting the, sec- some second, the first region of second round matchups on Monday at noon. Be sure to vote on those. It's been a lot of fun kind of hearing people complain about some of my seeding choices. I've, I've, I told you this, I'm, there's nothing scientific about this, just random, um, but I wanted to, to, to get to get those in. Um, so so we'll enjoy those. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun seeing people's responses to some of these matchups and discuss some of the some of the players in Magic history. We're just we're just doing a fun tournament, uh, fun tournament bracket uh, for. Uh, for March, since the NCAA tournament is, is not going on, um, you know, and, and we're a little bored during the hiatus. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Magic Madness when we get closer to the end. Um, I, I think we know, I think I, I'm pretty sure I know who's going to be in the final four. Uh, it's just, it, it's obvious, unfortunately, for Magic, for the Magic, but say la vie. Um, it, uh, I'm interested to see how the rest of the tournament shakes out. Um, so be sure to vote on that. Tomorrow we'll talk about the NBA draft a little bit. Um, I have my mailbag coming up later this week as well, so lots to get to here, even though we're on hiatus. So you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget to check out the latest episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show. On the latest episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show, John Hollinger and Nate Duncan look back at their favorite and least favorite moves of the 2019 offseason, kind of checking in on how the big moves from a big free agency have panned out for their teams almost one year later or one season later at this point. Definitely check that out. You can download that podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts today. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.